Hey everyone, welcome to the Scouting Report. Kicking it off today with our first audio player report, a guy I am very excited about. Of course, please head to rsafootball.com or find me on Twitter at RightStepADV to leave comments or request future reports. Uh, Of course, like the podcast and recommend it to uh, people you know. I'll be looking to you and those comments for future topics and where you want to go with this whole thing. But uh, enough of that. Let's talk players. Kicking it off this year, first audio report, like I said, with a guy I'm very excited about, a young man out of the University of Minnesota running back, Mohamed Ibrahim. Uh, this is a player that, you know, going back two full seasons, uh, I was doing work on him. I'm surprised he's not in the NFL already on a roster carrying the load for somebody, but um, he chose to come back and, uh, and then, of course, had an injury last year. So he is, I'm sure, preparing to carry a big load for that Golden Gover offense here this fall so uh, with that let's let's get into who is Mohammed Ibrahim so three-star recruit out of only Maryland attended Our Lady of Good Counsel High School um, was a three-star prospect like I said you know generally a solid recruit mostly middle-of-the-road type offers uh, small schools early on Kentucky and Iowa as well as Minnesota came in um, definitely fits perfectly the type of running style you have at both those schools and um, a little bit different spread offense here at Minnesota, but uh, fits the bill nonetheless. Um, he was a late commit, didn't commit until January of 2017, signed his letter of intent in February and was on campus that fall. Um, man, in today's world, uh, certainly later um, with the period than we typically expect. Once on campus, he wore number 30 as a true freshman. He did not play that year, so we will never have to worry about that again. Uh, He's been number 24 since. Um, He was the offensive scout team player of the year. So uh, from the moment he stepped onto campus, he has been doing good work. Listed at 5'10", 210 pounds, um, was listed at 205 as a freshman. Listed at 5'10", 210 pounds. Uh, he's going to fall in a pit, pretty big group of tailbacks. Lightest he's been listed there is 205 pounds, so he's always been pretty consistent. Uh, my guess is he will officially measure a little bit under that height, probably in the high 5'8", uh, mid 5'9", range. Uh, most programs will stretch those numbers as much as they can in the program. Uh, not the most impressive on the hoof, uh, body type wise, a little soft around the edges, has a little duck footed walk to him, not a player you walk up on that uh, is going to stick out to you, is thick in his thighs and his core, uh, doesn't give you a ton of surface area to hit. Um, you would expect the body composition to be improved for the fall season as it has uh, a little bit each uh, of the last couple years, all 32 teams will be there to get eyes on him, so you can always expect players to make the steps uh, needed. 2022 will be his sixth year on the Minnesota roster. There were some expectations he would declare for the NFL following the 2020 season due to the high load, uh, the beating he's already taken, uh, to the disappointment of both Golden Gopher fans and scouts across the NFL. He tore his Achilles tendon. Uh, versus Ohio State in the season opener after just 49 carries. Um, 
They were 49 very successful snaps. He had 30 for 163 in that game. Um, you know, for scouts that liked the player going into the season, it was great to see the production versus the best competition. But on the flip side of that, you could uh, start to see some holes in that Ohio State defense. Then they ended up struggling in 2020 as a result. His uh, career carry pattern is a little bit different, um, and production totals are different than what you expect for most college players, especially running backs. In his career, he has nearly 1,300 snaps played. Uh, biggest chunk of those came in 2018 as a redshirt freshman. He was expected to be the third back that season in 2018 with both veterans Rodney Smith and Shannon Brooks ready to go on the roster early injuries to both those guys forced him into a leading role and primary role played 550 snaps that year 202 carries totaled 1160 yards uh, that is a 5.7 yard average uh, he dropped down in 2019 114 carries and 298 snaps 5.3 yard average uh, both Brooks and Adams got the starts that year uh, but when it was go time short yardage down at the goal line uh, Mo was the guy in the backfield in 2020 he was back up to 201 carries on 377 snaps a 5.4 yard average that season his career average, 5.5 yards per carry. That's going to check the box for a lot of old school football scouts as well as many in the analytics world. Um, I've heard it over and over. The number to look for, four yards of carry is the absolute minimum at the college level if you want to be a, a successful NFL running back, um, especially when you're playing at power conferences, Big Ten obviously being one of those. Um, analytics will want to see that efficiency as well, not a guy that's you know, negative, negative, negative and pops off a big one, which we see some of these speed backs do um, his 5.5 yards with the high carry volume he'll have certainly going to check that box on the flip side one of the biggest questions he will have to answer as he gets into the 2020 season and scouts do more and more work on him is his pass game ability uh, we all know the value of a three down back it's a passing league um, you've got to be able to do multiple things whether it's protection out of the backfield screen game splitting out wide uh, we see wide receivers becoming running backs it's got to go both ways running backs have to be able to do some receiving um, if he even wants to be uh, drafted you know early uh, day three maybe sneak into day two he's gonna have to do something in the past game he's got just 15 career catches uh, none of those came in the lone game of 2021 um, we'll talk more about the passing game as a whole as we get into his evaluation, but I would certainly expect Coach Fleck and that offense to get him more involved in the passing game in 2022. Uh, I would say that pretty much covers it for the background on Mohammed. so uh, let's start to talk about what we see on film. Uh, first, jump into some of the highlights, things that is I'm walking away, um, what are going to be sticking in my mind. The first thing is going to be he is one of the best finishing runners that I have done in all my years of scouting, evaluating both college and pro running backs. This guy wants to finish through defenders. It makes him a huge asset on short yardage plays down at the goal line. Uh, he's got 33 career rushing touchdowns. He finds the end zone. He knows how to convert short yardage. Um, just the mentality that this guy plays with. He wants to keep going. He looks for contact when he has to have it. Um, he's not you know, going to shy away from it. And he is just, for 
being a 5'10", 210-pound back, he just is relentless, um, head down, always going forward. Uh, and like I said, that workhorse mentality. This guy shows up every week, keeps on taking the rock. Um, I mean, he gets north of 30, carries multiple times. Um, rarely see that in the NFL, but this guy just is a workhorse. I also think he's a scheme-versatile back. Power mentality, but he's got quick feet. He's got bursts. He's going to be able to work in his own scheme as well. Um, I don't think this guy should be checked off any lists as far as coaches wanting a specific back. On the weaknesses side, stuff he has to work on, stuff that teams are going to be poking holes and trying to find answers to. Can he take the next step? Uh, like we said with the passing game, his ability to catch the football, run routes, operate in the passing game, you know, 10 personnel uh, sets in the NFL, split a tail back out, moving back in, uh, dictate what a defense is doing, um, you know, running backs being able to align in the slot, create matchups versus linebackers. Uh, everybody's going to want to see it. What is he going to do if he splits out? How does he catch the ball? Uh, that is an, something he has to improve on this year if he wants to be a draft uh, eligible um, considered player. Durability. Um, of course, he had the catastrophic Achilles this last year, but he has been durable. Um, missed a couple of early games in his career. Um, but considering the sheer number of carries he's had, um, it is uh, he has been healthy. We all know the limited shelf life of running backs, and um, if he wants to be drafted with as many carries as he's going to have, I would expect that number to be 700 by the time we get through this 2022 season. Uh, he's at 547 right now, so you know the ballpark of 150 to 200 is going to be where he's at. Um, that's a lot of carries. You know, Najee Harris had 638 after a four-year career at a run-heavy offense in Alabama. Travis Etienne, again, a run-heavy offense, different style. He had 686 coming out. You catch it on the flip side of Javante Williams, who came out this last year, had just 366 carries. So you're talking about double what Javante had coming out. So, um durability everyone is going to run, want to run medicals can this body take more beating is he have anything that's going to flare up on him um, and of course we'll find out in the 2022 season has that achilles completely healed so what do we see on film with this player um, number one i see a back that can work in any system with what minnesota does they will run obviously their rpo system they run a lot of counter trade double pullers they will run some stretch they'll run some power this guy can do any of it. He is a power mentality back, as I mentioned. He wants contact. He likes to get downhill, um, but he can get up on the heels of a puller, of a pulling offensive lineman, of a lead fullback, of a tight end and wham situations. He has quick feet. He can get up on them. Uh, as soon as that crease opens up, he has good burst to get through, um, and he is patient when he needs to be. Uh, you know, I, Le'Veon Bell always comes to mind when I think about a patient tailback. Um, Le'Veon would sometimes be too patient, um, more negative runs for him, and was always a frustration watching a player like Le'Veon when you just needed a couple yards. Um, Mohammed is going to get those yards. He knows when to be patient, when to hit the hole. Uh, but again, scheme versatility, this guy can do it, um, has good vision. Um, both power and zone scheme runs. He knows when to stretch it, knows when to cut back. He sets blocks up well. Um, again, with his stature, he can stay hidden sometimes, and he can get vertical when he must. 
uh, low center of gravity. There are sometimes advantages to being that 5'9", 5'10", tailback, low center of gravity. He runs with good pad level. He runs behind his pads. He also does a good job deflecting contact. He's slippery. He does not take a lot of big hits. Again, helps you stay on the field when you're getting 30 to 40 carries a game. Good vision, mentioned that. He does a good job tracking pullers, linebackers. Um, he reads a second and third level. He sets blocks up well. When it's time to get going, he goes, bursts, gets vertical. Uh, ball security is good, stays tight, high and tight with the ball, covers up when he needs to, only two career fumbles. Um, it's always good to point to that uh, when you're liking a player and you want him on your team. Uh, speed is just sufficient. This is not going to be a guy that you're consistently going to put back there and think about the home run threat. Um, he'll rip you for a lot of 20-yard runs. Uh, not going to run away from a lot of players, but he is going to constantly be moving the chains. You only need 10 for a first down. Uh, the game is changing a little bit. We'll see more and more power. Uh, we'll see more and more teams you know, committing to the run. Um, this guy's going to be a guy that constantly helps you move the chains. Pass game needs work. I mean, we talked about it both uh, in terms of what we need to see, but what you see on film in limited reps, it needs work. Uh, I would say he is just sufficient at this point in terms of his vision, sorting out protection, uh, technique into striking. Uh, he's as a chip blocker. He typically throws elbows, throws flippers, uh, doesn't always put himself in this best spot to help his tackles, to help guards. Uh, he can be late getting off fakes, will struggle due to his stature. He is small, um, as we talked about. He doesn't do enough to get in the way, um, get blitzers off the spot. Um, again, I am fully expecting all these things to be focus points for him, you know, coming off the Achilles injury, stuff that they will try to showcase, but it does need improvement. Every bit of it, the blocking, the protection, hands out of the backfield, all of it needs work in the pass game. Those are questions he has to answer as he gets in, into the 2022 season. So, who are some of my player comparisons? Uh, going back a few years, a guy named Rex Burkhead. Um, guy out of Nebraska, really good, consistent special team performer, was a starting level running back for a number of years, not the go-to. You know, you're not going to pencil him in as your number one, but you need a back that you can roll with for a while that can take 15, 20, 25 carries. He's going to be able to do it. Um, I think Muhammad is a little bit more explosive of a back than Rex was coming out. Rex had a little different running style. Uh, both of them had a lack of vertical speed. Uh, I think at one point in Rex's career, I think his long run was about 17 yards, and uh, that was coming off several five, 600-yard seasons. Um, Rex was a much better pass game player, uh, much more polished, screen game protection. It was not always real pretty with Rex, but he got the job done. Mohamed, even if it's not pretty, he has to find a way to get it done. Another guy that comes to mind, C.J. Anderson. Had some good years in zone offenses, stretching uh, the field, uh, stretching plays out to the sideline, good burst. Uh, C.J. a little bit bigger than Mo is, uh, but uh, I do think C.J. is a slightly smoother athlete. Uh, Mohamed does have more burst and hole in the crease. I think does make him a little bit more scheme versatile. Um, 
So that's another good comparison. And then, like I mentioned it before, Javante Williams. Uh, Javante had two good years at UNC before, you know, really blowing it up in 2020. Climbed up the boards, had a good success in year one in the NFL. Uh, Javante much more polished in the past game, what UNC asked him to do. Um, it will be very interesting to see if some of the same things that, that UNC did with Javante are done with Muhammad to help him climb up boards a little bit. Um, so we will see where everything ends up. So where do I ultimately see this player in the NFL? Um, I do believe this is an NFL caliber tailback. Um, as the NFL has gotten away in some situations from primary backs, number one backs, um, this guy is a starting running back by committee. Um, you know, this guy blows it out this year, is really impressive in the run game. I think his ceiling is still probably late third round. Um, I think this guy is a third round or third day draft pick. I think he could go anywhere. Uh, I would expect him to be fifth or sixth round player. Uh, but I do think there are going to be player, uh, teams that really like this player. Cold weather teams, they want reliable, steady, smart Ball secure players, Buffalo, Pittsburgh, New England, uh, those are the right kind of spots for this player. Um, should this season not go as expected, um, I think you know medicals come back negative. He's not productive. Minnesota struggles as a team. This guy's going to struggle to find himself in the seventh round. Um, it's going to be a big year for him if he doesn't test well. If he you know doesn't look good on the hoof, the production's not there. The pass game's not well. It's going to be tough for this player to uh, get drafted. Still, I think he finds himself on an NFL roster at some point in time. Um, but there you go. Mohamed Ibrahim, number 24 out of Minnesota. That is uh, player number one. Again, a guy I love. At the end of the day, this is a fun football player to watch, um, and I'm really excited to see how he does this year uh, in an offense that lost a number of offensive linemen, but uh, we'll see if he can get it going for Coach Fleck and the Golden Gophers. So there you have it. Please head over to rsafootball.com or find me at RightStepADV on Twitter. Leave comments, notes, let me know what you think, let me know who you want to hear next. On Thursday, I will be releasing player number two. Uh, we will flip over to the defensive side of the ball. Um, it'll be a defensive lineman out of the University of Oregon. So uh, like, share, um, subscribe, get ready. Podcast number two coming on Thursday. Thanks.